Tuning into the Josh Terry podcast, brought to you by Raising Grace Studios. Want to give a big shout out to all of our sponsors: Par Hopper Golf Apparel, Two Pilots Distillery, Nobles Networking, Project K9 Hero, Mega Knife Co. on Instagram, uh, Gridiron Coffee. They're not a sponsor, but they're my guys up in Nashville. Please go check out Creative Vets and all they do for our veterans with mental health issues. Please, if you're in the state of Georgia. Go look up Mr. Bruce Thompson at the voting uh, booths or whatever the hell they're called. Bruce is our guy. He is uh, he's running for labor commissioner, and he is a big fan of the show. Um, and he's just he's just one of the best dudes I've ever met in my life, to be honest with y'all. Uh, and our management and distribution company, Red Circle. Thank you for putting a little change in our pocket and being a huge reason why the Josh Terry podcast is a top 1% podcast in the world at a lot, 4 million shows. Uh, if y'all remember back in, I believe October, I went to this shit show that was called like the Nashville meetup with a bunch of TikTokers and stuff. I didn't like 90% of them where the lady I'm about to introduce you to was 10% of the people that I actually really liked. And I've been trying to get her on my show ever since then, but she has literally dodged me for the past, seven eight months whatever claim she didn't see me in her dms and i actually really like this person so it's a miracle that leah's on here today but i would like to introduce miss leah to the show for the first time and say <laughs> god bless shit about damn time <laughs> she's here hello hi it took sorry forever that. yeah yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. it wasn't intentional it wasn't intentional that's I that's what every woman says when they see my name in their inbox. Oh, I just, I just didn't see you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When I run into them in public. Uh, but anywho, um, you were actually one of the ones when I met there as big as an asshole as I am, I actually enjoyed meeting you. And I guess, uh, it's your fiance now or your boyfriend. Just my boyfriend. We're not your, engaged. Your, your boyfriend, extremely nice yeah. fella. Uh, you were extremely nice to be around. Um, I'm ticky about the folks that I like to interact with. Uh, I don't consider myself um, a TikToker. I kind of hate that term for me. I like it for y'all. Uh, but that's not with the years that I've got in broadcasting and the other stuff that I've done. I, I don't like the term. Uh, I don't like the term creator. Uh, I like it for you guys. It's just when I've worked my ass off in other fields, I don't – the biggest following I've ever had on one social media platform is TikTok, and it's almost like I really fucking hate this. <laughs> but you, y'all were an absolute pleasure to be around. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I don't even remember how we met there. Was it through Kimberly? 
I I think so. I think you came to the B and B when everybody was there, um, yeah. and we just we just kind of met that way. There was a bunch of people there that I don't even remember meeting. Apparently, that Gray has reminded me of. I'm like, oh, I met this person. He's like, yeah, we got a picture with him. I'm like, oh god, Is it, which which you know falls back on my my DM thing. I'm just a little I'm a little airheaded at times. So <laughs> I'm I'm very airheaded, darling. So don't 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 worry. But I have literally probably lost money on this show from not uh messaging back people that have wanted to be on it too <laughs> so that that's why i can sit here and play with you because i am just as bad okay if, if not if not worse uh about it i've had some folks that just when you finally catch up to them and you realize who it is and they're like have you been dodging me am i just not cool enough to be on your show and it's like no i <laughs> I, I definitely am not cool at all. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's how I feel too. <laughs> like how, how in the hell um, do you go to a lot of those, I guess what they called mixers or mix ups. I don't, I don't even know what the hell they're called. Well, there's been a couple that have been like arranged uh, meetups. Uh, a few of them were for charity um, that I was asked to be a part of um, for like spread the cheer. There was one in Vegas last year. Uh, there was another one in Vegas this year that I didn't get to go to, unfortunately, um, the Music City Mixer. And then there's been a couple other just random meetups that weren't for any like purpose or cause. But I've definitely done a lot of traveling uh, since I started TikTok. I've traveled more this last year than I have in my entire life to, just to meet people from TikTok. So it's been pretty cool. Yeah, I, I've done the same this past year. And it's I guess it's because of the relationships that I've made off of TikTok It's it's really got yep. me out of my comfort zone mm -hmm. and uh i already was going to nashville a lot my pretty much like all my friends already lived up there are either musicians songwriters or something um but now i'm meeting people that are very creative and that's the side of tiktok that i actually really really like is i believe creativity drives creativity regardless if you're a songwriter if you like doing podcast if you like being an artist whatever it is and that's where all of us like kind of getting to know each other it's it's really comfortable being around some people and like right. and that that's where the good side of it this past weekend i went and hung out with some folks in atlanta and i hate atlanta i hate <laughs> everything about atlanta georgia and as a south georgia boy I don't even consider Atlanta part of Georgia. Like it's, it has, it should have nothing to do with the rest of the damn state as far as I'm concerned. And <laughs> I am a farm kid and going up there with going to fancy places and just out of my comfort zone, I was like, I'm going to be miserable, but these folks have been extremely nice to me, Miss Cat and everybody else. And I had a blast. I had an absolute wonderful time. And it was just like, okay, well, maybe I'm just the one with stick up my ass and not everybody else. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I always, I've always had a good time at all the ones that I've gone to. Um, there was one in Denver last summer as well um, for the same charity. They had, there was like a real fancy ball, like gala where you had to wear like a gown and stuff. Like it, there's been all kinds of different things that I've done and it's been amazing. And some of the relationships I've, I've created on that app have I I'm I have some of the best friends I've ever had in my entire life just from people that I've met online. You know, it's it's unbelievable. Yeah, I've met some really cool folks. The only one, the only place that I've been, and I knew not to, I knew exactly what was gonna happen when I went to the Nashville one. 
I love and respect music so much that if it wasn't for people associated with my show, they wanted me to go because I had never been to one. They wanted me to network. They wanted me to meet some people and they wanted me to kind of shake some hands and, hey, come to the show. Hey, come to the show, build up some networking skills and everything like that. And my thing is, is like, I'm obsessed with musicians and the art form of songwriting. And when you've got people that have, I'm going to say a lack, somebody like you that makes content that helps people, that promotes like a, the, the stuff that you promote, I have no problem with the stuff that you do. But there's some people that just make stupid shit. And when you walk into a bar and you've got a musician that's busting their ass to, to put their songs out into the world and you think that you're a bigger deal because you did a little dancey dance and you, <laughs> and you think you deserve more attention because you've got a couple hundred thousand followers and that musician that's up there just got a skill and talent. I knew what was going to happen. I knew I was going to get irritated and I, it was my own fault. I, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have went. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've actually, I've met a lot of creators from that app that have, that are in the millions, like millions of followers and they are genuinely amazing people that like they, they are very humble. They like, no, I'm not in the millions obviously, but I do have a larger following but I will never treat anybody as if they're less than me because they have less followers than me. I, I like, if I'm being honest, I got my following out of luck. I don't feel like I'm skilled in any way. I feel like mine, mine fell on me out of sheer luck. And 75% of my following is women, which I absolutely love. Like all the girl power this way. I don't deal with the thirsty men in my comments like ever, which is very relieving to me. But I just, I've, I've met some bigger ones that are just, maybe act like their head is bigger than it is like simmer down yeah you got following on tiktok but you in in real life you're just a normal person like i'm gonna need you to sit down sir you know but for the most part the the bigger ones that i've met have been just just great people in general and i I try to i try to keep them close and then if i meet somebody that's thinks they're a superstar i i don't really associate with them that's they're not my people i made a video as i was leaving nashville uh, from that that meetup thing, and I ended up getting a lot of people that had uh, big accounts add me, and it was a stupid video. It's like it was like a three minute long whatever, and it was just how I met this guy on top of a, a rooftop bar. And the only reason I, I I went to this place it was a place that I would never ever go when I'm in Nashville. I went there to meet somebody that had been on the show previous, and I um, just wanted to meet them in person um and have a drink with them and their boyfriend and uh was there saying hey or whatever and this guy comes up to me like bebopping his little skinny ass up to me and uh he was like hey man um how are you and all this kind of stuff he saw who i was talking to or whatever and uh we talked for like two or three seconds and i was there with one of my musician buddies uh got him dustin heron and um this guy's like hey man we'll pull your phone out and i'll go follow you back and uh I'm glad I wasn't liquored up because I already would have been a smart ass anyway, but it's like middle of the day. <laughs> so I was, I was sober at the time. And um, I was like, okay. And I pulled out my phone and as I'm pulling out my phone to hand it to him, he's like, yeah, man, ever since I hit like 50,000 followers on the talk, he called it the fucking talk. 
and right right then like i just knew i was gonna hate this person if i did <laughs> if i did if i didn't already and he's like yeah ever since i hit fifty thousand followers man i can't go nowhere in my hometown dude it's like crazy or whatever Oh, and I'm just, I'm just like, dude, just fucking follow him. Like, whatever. Just type in whatever you got to type in and go to hell away. I didn't want to be rude. I was, I was around some other folks right then, and I didn't want anybody to see my asshole side yet. Like, it was too early in the day. <laughs> I, I know, I know when my asshole side is supposed to come out, and it wasn't time yet. And, yeah. uh, and anyway, um, this dude, he, he added me or whatever, and I had, I don't know, I don't, I don't even pay attention to how many people that keep up with my ass on there or whatever and he's like oh dude you're tiktok famous and i was like no fuck i'm not i was like and then i i I proceeded to tell him i was like dude tiktok is the easiest thing in the world to gain a following on like if you fall into an algorithm or to a trend like and and that's what you're doing it's it's easy to gain a following it's keeping them you know you get people that watch your video one time and they like it one time they'll never see you again that's why the numbers don't ever match up on anything. All right? It doesn't make any sense how the shit doesn't add up on there. Right. And uh, anyway, I ended up saying something to hurt his feelings. But I made the video as I'm leaving Nashville to saying how there were so many people that were so full of themselves that were there. And they didn't acknowledge the talent that was in Nashville. You got boys and girls, men and women that are singing their hearts out on stage each and everywhere you go, just trying to make a dollar and like actually put a skill and an art out there. And just people were like, Oh, I'm better than them. It, yeah. it, it rubbed me the absolute worst way, but then I ended up making some really cool uh, friends off of it that are bigger, uh, have a bigger following or whatever that I'm glad I got to meet because of it. But at the same time, it made me just have no faith in humanity even more than already if i wasn't a cynical asshole before then i am now this is why i need an engineer um it's okay my wi-fi sucks so it's my fault it, I, you're better <laughs> than some people i've had on here i'm telling you there's some people that i had made it very clear to them before we started they'll be like no it'll be fine let's just get through it let's just get through it 10 minutes in i'm like no like <laughs> we're not doing this shit all night but um let's let's talk about besides me being a cynical asshole, let's talk about what got people to start following you because every once in a while I'll make these videos and these videos I will post, Hey, I'm setting up shows for um, the rest of this month or whatever. And people tag you in them a lot. And there's somebody that's coming on the show this week too, that they tagging them a lot. So it's really cool. I'm having y'all kind of back to back, but I've watched some of your stuff. I, I I love your energy. I love your content. I think you're an extremely sweet person. I love your relationship with old dude. Um, you just seem like a good, genuine person. What kind of started that relationship you have with the people that keep up with you? So originally, um, as most people will say, I started TikTok during quarantine. Um, before then I had no desire to join the app because my, I had a friend here that would, that was pushing me to download it. And I'm like, eh, I don't care to watch videos. I've never been big into YouTube, nothing like that. And so finally, <clears throat> once quarantine hit, I was like, all right, fine, I'll, I'll download the app. And of course I was immediately, I was immediately hooked. So I just started making like stupid voiceovers and just, you know, looking back at some of my first videos, I cringe so hard, but like, you know, I was having fun with it. 
you know, I was having, I was laughing at myself, whatever. So what really started gaining my following was when I was doing the Tinder reviews. I don't know if you've ever seen those or not, but I haven't, but were, now I want to look at them. Those were a couple of years ago. If you search Leah for real six Tinder, a whole, I actually have a library of them like on my page too. Um, so basically what I would do is I would, I would make videos of uh, what it's like to online date where Leah lives. So any like disclaimer, any of the bios and stuff that you see in my Tinder videos, those are legit bios that I come across for people in my area. Like I don't find these on Google. These are literally what I have to deal with. So I would basically just go through and like roast their profiles. Um, I would never show their faces or anything like that. I would never, you know, bash their appearance. I would just bash the stupid shit they would write. And like, you wonder why you're on Tinder. You wonder why you're single type thing. So that's where I gained most of my following in the beginning. I think I got up to like 40 or 50,000 just based on those. And of course they're all women because it's relatable. And that's what I find uh, my content that does the best is the stuff that I post that's relatable to the women. And my first like real viral video was my initial going to meet him. That's, I think that one got like 7 million views or something. So I gained a ton from that. Um, and it just kind of continued to grow from there. Like that relationship has obviously since ended, but that's where a lot of it came from. Uh, and they, you know, they stuck around after that. And now I'm all over the place. I don't have a niche. I just, I make people laugh. I try to make people smile. Uh, I post a lot of my current relationship now, which people, people love and are very invested in. Um, but other than that, I don't, I'm still, I still don't really have a niche, I guess. I'm, I'm very random. <laughs> so well, well, I like the man bashing thing. I, <laughs> I do. I do. Uh, that's where with my audience is like literally, I think on TikTok, it says that it's like 75% women. Uh, and then my show, it's like 80% women. But I'm a weird ass man. though. Like I have a daughter who's my best friend. And I used to be what I would consider complete pig i i know what i was before she came along like she will be 11 in september um and don't get me wrong now i love women to this day and i'm a single man so i can do what the hell i want to but when i'm in a relationship and when i'm with somebody i'm about the i know i'm about the best that you can get because I, I know where my heart is and there's right. a lot there's a lot of things that i put out there on social media that i put it out there as if like what a man ought to be doing because I see where so many dudes are making mistakes and they're, yep. I, I, I don't do it to bash them. I kind of do it to bash my younger self. I, I do it to where I was not the best man when I was younger and I wish I would have had somebody older than me. And I probably did. I was probably just too stupid to listen. Exactly. I, I, was, I, I was probably just too stupid to listen that like, Hey, you're going to regret this one day. And I, I swear a bunch of the people who follow me come from, and I understand why men don't like me because we don't like being told that we're doing something wrong. And whenever I can only imagine when you're doing the tender stuff, I know for like the longest time when I had one, I know that mine was just literally like, do you want to go get tacos and go to concerts? And that, that was like it. Like there was nothing else to it or whatever that I probably had my Snapchat listed underneath it. Uh, oh, yep. You're bringing back memories now. Yep. Yeah. Tacos, tacos are a big one on there for sure. Well, yeah. no offense. No <laughs> offense. Women like tacos and tequila. They do. They do. 
is a selling point for, for me. <laughs> I don't I don't know what to tell you. To a woman, to, to a woman wanting a casual see, I, I'm I'm weird in this, and you can tell me because you've been this you've been on the Tinder road before. Like Tinder, you got to take what you can get. I don't think that most people expect to find love on there. I don't ex- I don't expect necessarily to find a hookup on there either. Like what I would expect is to find a good time. So like when I would put like tacos, tequila, and concerts or whatever, I would put like I'm looking for a night that will turn into just like a really damn good night. That doesn't mean sex. That doesn't mean whatever. That just means like a good night. And I'm one of these people now that we're, we're all adults. If you're, I'm 34. I have no idea how old you are. And I, I like, I know it's rude to ask a woman. Um, I'm guessing you're probably like 28, 29. Oh yeah. We'll go with that. I'm not almost 37. I'm 28. You're 36. <laughs> I'll be 37 in June. Yeah. Good job. Shit. <laughs> Thanks. Tell your boyfriend. I, I said, my mom. Tell your boyfriend. <laughs> I said, congratulations. Shit. <laughs> um, yeah, I would have never, I would have never guessed that. Uh, but yeah, like I, when I used to do that, I would literally have in my mind, like, let's just go have fun. No expectations. And let's go dinner and dancing. Let's just have like a real date. Let's talk. Let's get to know each other. And after that first initial date, if there's something there, if there's some chemistry, if there's some, if there's clearly like some passion or something there and passion doesn't mean sex in my mind. Like if there's something there, then let's talk about what the hell we want. Like Let's, let's talk about it. Then I think too many people get wrapped up in, a dating profile. I think to try to actually get to know what somebody wants. How many people lie on that shit anyway? So you oh, might yeah. you okay. might you might as well just go on a first date with somebody if they say something that is semi funny or interesting or whatever, yeah. and just let it roll. Yeah, I re- I actually I remember my so when I did the Tinder reviews on on TikTok, I just had like a fake profile. I didn't have a picture. It was just like a meme. And there was no bio, no nothing. I strictly just made like a fake account just so I could scroll through. But when I had a legit Tinder account, uh, my bio was pretty much a joke. I was like, I'm just looking for someone that'll talk to me for two weeks and then ghost me, uh, but will <laughs> but will feed me and keep my wine glass full for the duration of those three weeks. Like, I'm pretty sure that's what my bio said. Like, because that's where it always went, you know, yeah. like after a few weeks. You might go out once and then you don't hear from them again. So I just made a joke of it, basically. Um, but I was one of those people that I always had a hard time with with casual or let's just have a good time type thing because I, I've always been like an all-in person. Like if I like somebody, I, I want to like, let's do this. Type. Not like, you know, marry me tomorrow or whatever, but I've always, I've always had a hard time. I get attached very quickly. Like I will be the first to admit that. So that, I think that maybe that's where I struggled with dating apps too, because I feel like my persona on there was so different from all these people just wanting to casually get to know people and that's just never been me I, that's never been who I am so it, it, obviously dating apps weren't for me and then I just I decided to start making fun of them and here we are so maybe that's what I need to do well I could I couldn't make fun of them because I would feel like shit if I made fun of a woman but uh I'm the same way you are like I'm so polar opposite if I get around you and I catch feelings 
you've done something to me. Like you've knocked me on my ass and nine times out of 10, I don't know it until it's too late. Like I'm, I'm my fat ass is already in there and got, (laughs) and, and got those feelings before I can tell myself, slow your ass down. Like you, I I can't do it. Yeah. I can't, I physically cannot. I've tried. I tell myself I'm going to do years that I was on dating apps. I kept telling myself like, all right, Leah, keep your cool. No, no, (laughs) no, it it never worked. It's just not who I am as a person. And that's okay. That's not a bad thing. It's just, you need to find someone that matches your energy, you know? And I just, that, that was not my energy. This is my energy. So yeah. Yeah. I am exactly, exactly the same way. Uh, And then I've got to the age now too. What's bad is, and I don't mean this in a crude way, but like I can't even just sleep with anybody anymore. Like, cause it's it's done got to the point where like that's old to me. Yeah. Like I, it's not it's not fun. It's not interesting. It's you know what? I'd rather just go home and take care of this myself and watch. <laughs> like, cause then I don't have to fake anything like liking you or being interested or the awkward conversation afterwards. It's less complicated. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't like if I invest time into you, well, I'm all about this thing too now. And I don't know when it happened in my life, but I'm all about passion more than anything now. Like I don't care what I do. It could be like just riding fucking dirt roads, listening to music with somebody. And they grab your hand while you're driving. You got more passion yep. with that than you got with sleeping with somebody that you have no feelings for. I, I'm too old to just have meaningless anymore. Like it's not fun. Back in the day when I, you know, didn't give a shit, that was fun. It was something new. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think it's a. I think it's an age thing for sure. When you're in your 20s, that's that's it's pretty much what you do. Like, you know, I feel like that's kind of the standard at that point. You go and you sow your oats or whatever they say to like, just do what do you. But now that, you know, we're in our 30s or whatever, it's, it's old. It's old. It's not it's not appealing anymore. Yeah. And like, I've never been married. So like, I've never been married. And the reason I've never been married <laughs> is like, I hold marriage to such a high standard. And I'm only going to do it one time i ain't got nothing against people to go trial and error with the shit but that's one commitment i'm gonna make one time in my life and if it fails it fails i will be farce gumping that shit the rest of my life like i don't <laughs> i don't want it again like if like i'm all if i catch feelings for you i want if it ends i want it to hurt as bad as it felt good while it was going on. I want the love to match the pain when it's over. Cause that way, you know, it's real. And I don't know why there's something to me. There's something that's special about it. I want somebody to make you fucking miss them. And that shit, it sucks. But at the same time, it's like, well, at least I didn't, I knew I wasn't wasting my time. Like if it was to develop into something more then that's cool. That would have been fine. Then, you know, at least you're building something with somebody. And there's just not enough people that give a shit nowadays. Enough people, they either want it way too quick. And I get why some people want it way too quick because they 
they want to know that you're not bullshitting and you're not playing them. And then some people are just, they just don't care at all. Yep. Yep. It's definitely different dating now. And you know, fun fact, I actually, so I was married uh, before I've been divorced for about seven years now. Um, but before I had gotten married, I had never actually been asked on a date before, which I know sounds strange, but um, so my ex-husband, uh, I had met him in school. So I had never actually been like asked on a date, like somebody saying, Hey, I would like to take you out. So after my divorce and I started getting into the dating apps and doing the dating thing, I was very excited. I was like this because it was new to me. I had, I was, how old was I when I got a divorce? I was, let's see, carry the two. I was like 29, 30 when I got a divorce. Um, so a 30 year old woman, that's never literally never been asked on a date before. I was very excited about it. So I, you know, Tinder originally was very exciting for me. Uh, then about a month in, I was like, this fucking sucks. I hate it. <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> this is the worst. This is literally the worst. But yeah, I just, like I said, I've always been that person that's just, been, I've never been about just the hooking up and the casual. That's just, it's not for me. And I finally met somebody that's me in male form and it's, it's been wonderful. So, yeah, I definitely don't want to meet me in female form. I need the complete opposite. I, <laughs> I need only thing I need from somebody in like female form of me is I need them to be secure. Like, uh, cause that's yeah. w- one thing that like between my show, the stuff I have to put on social media, uh, cause with me owning the studio, my talk show being my job, I have to do my marketing, my everything. Like it is my job to make my company successful. There's conversations like even right now, let's, you know, kind of talked about casual sex here for a second. There's some women that I've talked to a long time ago that they get, they get butt hurt about that. If you have that conversation with somebody and I, it don't matter how much you care for somebody, those insecurities, when you hear about them every day, not only does it drive them crazy. And the last thing I want to do is hurt anybody's feelings drives you and drives me insane. And, uh, I I can't deal with it. How, how did you and old dude meet? Was it on TikTok? Yeah. Yeah. We met on TikTok. Um, I had known about him for quite some time. Like I knew who he was, but I never interacted in any way, shape or form with him. I just, I had seen him like through mutual friends or whatever. Um, and he, I guess he followed me pretty early on. Um, and then I recently followed him back, um, after my split um, in like February or something. And, it, you know, he had messaged me and he was like, Hey, thank you for the follow back. And that was it. You know, nothing ever, nothing ever after that. Um, and then right around late August, early September of this year, he started coming into my live streams more often. Uh, and I was like, Oh, Hey, you know, like I noticed, cause it, you know, I get, sometimes I have 50 people. Sometimes I have 200. It just, it just, it, depends on the day, but I had noticed he was being a lot more active in my, like in my chat and stuff. And, uh, one night, a few weeks later, uh, he was live and they had just started like the guest box thing, you know, where not the dual, but the little box that you can go in. Um, and I had come into the, the live and they were like, Oh, Leah, get in the box. And I was like, Oh, okay. So I did. And then we started messaging from there and here we are almost eight months later. So that's cool. I'm guessing y'all don't live close to each other or didn't at the time. 
nope, nope. He's in Tennessee and I'm in Michigan. Uh, but we've made it work so far. We see each other once, sometimes twice a month. So that's cool. So yeah. it's not too bad. It's not too bad. You go a couple weeks in between, which really we've we've actually talked about this before. Like, yeah, it sucks not being with each other, but at the same time, it keeps it it keeps it exciting when you do see each other. You know what I mean? Because I mean, no one can deny that once you get married and live with somebody, it it wears off a little bit when you get to see them all day every day, right? So the fact that it's still every time that we see each other, even you know, three quarters of a year later we still got that initial excitement and now saying goodbye absolutely sucks. I lose my shit every time, but it, it keeps it exciting for us. And it, it, I almost feel like it kind of helps a little bit. You know I, what I mean? I think it helps a lot if you've been through a divorce and you've been through the shit you've been through, especially like us that are in our thirties. Um, and I think this is why it gives us a chance to actually get to know somebody better. My, mm -hmm. my mistake has always been I've jumped into something not feet first, but just head first every single time. And I know that that's always been my mistake. I've always been the one that said, I love you first. I've always been the one that has just been infatuated with somebody. I've always been the one that has just gone overboard with it. And because <laughs> of TikTok and because of being able to meet people that, you might like in other states or whatever. It really has slowed down the process and has made it to where if I'm going to be with this person potentially for a long time or whatever, I have to actually take the time and get to know that person without me yeah. making a rash decision. And it yeah. also, also, I love the missing of somebody as stupid as it sounds like I don't we like that. We said the same thing. It feels so good to have someone that, that you miss so yeah. much because yeah. you don't, you don't take for granted that they're there every day. Now, yeah. eventually do we want to be together, you know, all the time? Yeah. But that's not going to be anytime soon. You know, we both got children, so we're going to be doing this for quite some time. And, and we've accepted that. And we've actually talked to several people that have been in long distance marriages, long distance engagements because of children it's doable. Is it, is it common? No, of course it's not common, but it's, it's completely doable. So, and so far it's, it's been fine. Like, I, I think that we, not that I want to say I enjoy him not being here, but having my me time to get my shit done or whatever. And then when I get a weekend, I can go down there, I go down there. Um, and it, and we talk all day, every day, you know, we're in each other's lives. We, there's a constant communication going on there. So it's, it's basically like we're together, you know, it's just, we're not physically together. So we're, we've made it work. We've made it work. Yeah. See, I said not very long ago, I was like, I will never be in a long distance relationship. It makes no sense for me because I'm so fucking needy. But at the <laughs> same time, I sat and I thought about it not long ago. And between me running my own business, me having to travel for work, getting into songwriting and writing with the people I am, like all these things, I don't have time for somebody stuck up my ass that wants to be around me every single day. And it's not because I don't want that, but I don't want them to feel neglected. I don't right. want I don't want them to think, hey, Josh doesn't have time for me. But I want them that when I'm actually with them to get 110% of me. And the way that you do that is I've wanted to be around you for 
three plus weeks, four plus weeks. And now that you're here, I've knocked everything out to where I've got a whole week, whatever time period I'm with you to where it's just me and you. And I'm turning my phone off the hell with social media, the hell with work, everything. Like you're a hundred percent what I want while you're here. And that makes sense to me now to where it used to not, it used to would have drove me crazy, but for my life and my lifestyle, Oh, absolutely. I get it. And also I, I recently figured out that you're not going to find if you, if you and me being in our mid thirties have not found our person in the area that we live in or in the surrounding areas, you have to fucking venture out. You, you, you have to. Absolutely. Everybody's already married or settled down or something. And the ones that aren't are not for a reason. And obviously we don't want them. So, and I live in such a small area. Like I live like in the sticks, like very rural. There's trust me when I say there is nobody here. <laughs> so did I, did I go into this going like my goal is long distance? Absolutely not. But I've gotten to the point now where, like you said, it's, it's, it works for me. It works for me. It's, there are times when it's hard. Like if you go through a hard day or, and you just want to snuggle up with your man and you can't do that. But, you know, we actually, we do this thing where we try to once a week, but it's been sparse here and there because of his job. But we try to do like a date night where we each watch a movie at the same time. Like we'll start something on Netflix at the same time. And we'll kind of like text throughout, like we're having a date night you know, where it's just him and I. So we, we find ways, we find ways. And again, is it ideal? No, but it's, it's working. So. No, I love that. I love that. I think that's a wonderful idea. Uh, yeah. I, I've heard people that have done like date night to where they both order takeout from the same place and they sit there and they turn their FaceTime on and they're sitting there eating dinner together. Like they're actually sitting yep. across the table from each other. All right, that's yep. that's all cool to me. Like, there's ways to yep. make it work. I was, I can't remember what I was reading yesterday, um, but there was something because I'm a stupid ass and all the things that the good Lord had to make me. I am a hopeless romantic from hell, and I wish like <laughs> hell I wasn't. But I was sitting here, I was sitting here reading something yesterday, and it was talking about when you love somebody, when is too much enough? And one person's answer was like this very long fucking thing. And it was like this guru type shit. I like reading gurus. And it was like this very long thing. And it was this person giving, well, when the bills get to be too much and you're arguing every day, and when distance is a problem, and when one person wants kids and the other, and blah, 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 all this thing. And this person had like 20 different reasons when love just isn't enough. And the other person's answer was when love, when the guru asked that person, when is love just not enough? And the person was, their answer was, when you love that person, love is always enough. Like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter the problem. If you love that person, you'll make the situation work. And then, then at the end of the story, the guru says, The first person is the unhappy person. The second person is the happy person because you only center your life around love and you don't think about what might happen. You think about what could happen. Like, yeah. So it's, it's all in, it's all in perspective. It's, 
if you that's how I look at things. It's I get so caught up. If a woman has ever talked to me or date me, she's gonna text me if she listens to this shit. I'll guarantee you what I'm about to say because I'm about to get cussed out. I know it. <laughs> so so I literally, I literally am so reserved with my feelings when I'm sober. Uh, I am so reserved because I have been hurt. Some of it I've caused myself. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm not blaming, I'm not one of those that blames all my shit on a woman because there's been several times that as a younger man in relationships, I didn't know how to listen to a woman. I didn't know how to look and listen for the warning signs. I didn't know how to take somebody's feelings into consideration. I was very pigheaded. I was very stubborn. Older I get, the more I figure it out. Listen to her, show her off, show her attention, make her feel like she's wanted. And you know yeah. what? Don't fucking be an asshole. Don't lie to her. And more than likely, she loves you. She ain't never going to veer. She's never going to stray. And there, you don't have to be a GQ model. You ain't got to be the richest man in the world. Most women just want you to love them, act like there's not another woman in the world. All right. That's what I've, I've really, I've come to find out. But where I fail is I've been hurt so many times and been cheated on and other stuff that until I get a good solid buzz and a little bit or a lot of bit drunk, I don't let my guard down and tell somebody how much they actually mean to me because I'm scared of, literally saying those things and i feel like the second i do it gets weaponized against me and it's like okay now they've got me by the balls and now that they know <laughs> they control the situation and some women just don't get that that i've talked to before like even recently like they were just like uh no you just don't care about me no i do that just takes a little alcohol for me to tell you because I'm scared you're going to fuck me up now. <laughs> yep. That's why I call it liquid courage for sure. For sure. Yeah. I definitely open up a lot more when I drink too. Not that I'm closed. I've never been a closed book. You know, I've, I've actually, I was thinking about this earlier today, actually. I know that you mentioned it. I, I see a lot of videos about women that talk about putting up walls and guarding their heart. And I have never been able to relate to that because I've never once done that in my ever. I have never guarded my heart. I have never put up a wall. I've always been, this is me. This is how I feel. And it, up until now, it's, it obviously has not worked for me because some people just don't want that. Uh, but that again, that, and I think one of the things that people say, like compliment me most on is that I'm real and I'm vulnerable and I'm genuine because I don't put on a front. I don't hold things back ever. I, this is me. This is how I feel about this. And I'm going to tell you, and it, it, do I end up getting hurt a lot? Absolutely. But that's, I've never been one to be able to do what you do. I've never been able to hold my stuff in or build a wall. I can't do it. I can't do it. I try to put those bricks there and they just crumble. It just, it doesn't work. It doesn't well, work. Well, I used to couldn't, but here's where, once again, it comes back to like, I used to be so lost. I'm telling you, I used to be so lost with my emotions and I used to let my emotions overcome me, overtake me so bad. And I found out after the last relationship that I was in probably three or four years ago, this girl broke up with me. It destroyed my fat ass. Like I'm talking about 
It crushed me. The girl had every right to, every single right to. Um, I didn't cheat or anything like that. It just was not a healthy relationship. She knew it before I did, and she wanted certain things, and I wasn't giving them to her. Just wasn't going anywhere, and it, it, it just wasn't what – if it wasn't for her breaking up with me, I wouldn't have got a job in radio or done anything. So I'm grateful for this woman. But the way that I acted like a child after it was over, it made me rethink everything about how I handle relationships and pretty much made me realize, well, maybe they're not the problem. They're some of the problem. Women are some of the problem that I've dated. But how I handle certain things have got to be an issue. So where... I used to view every woman as, well, maybe she is somebody special. I don't do that anymore. What I do is I keep that wall up now, and I let you trick me into thinking that you are. Instead of we're like, if I get a little bit of a butterfly or, or something to you when I'm around you, I don't automatically think, well, maybe you are something special. I make you... I always say now, I don't want to date. I want somebody that doesn't give me the option of dating. Like, I want you to make me so infatuated with you that going into meeting you, I'm saying, nope, I'm not dating you. I want to do have nothing to do with you. I want to be able to walk away from this mentally okay. But I want you to change my mind in such a way that I have no option but to catch feelings for you. And that's like my turning point now. Like you have to prove yourself otherwise. Too many people automatically assume somebody's good, automatically assume somebody's bad. I make you prove to me you're good now. I go kind of about it the ass backwards way. And I keep my wall up until otherwise. That's the only way to protect yourself. But it also gives you time to actually get invested and get to know somebody the healthy right way but I did it wrong for so long. I think I owe it to myself and we both got kids, me and you. So like I owe it to my daughter that whenever she does get a stepmama, like she deserves a good ass stepmama. She doesn't deserve somebody that's going to run out on us in a year or somebody just going to be like a fair weather woman. Like she deserves a good ass woman just like I do. And I have to look at it a completely different way. It was that old saying, uh, when I was a child, I thought as a child and as a, a man, I thought as a man, like you, at some point in time, like you have to change your way of thinking because our way of thinking before clearly didn't fucking work for us. And, right. and maybe the problem with that was me being too stuck in my ways, not being able to realize that I was wrong and knowing that I have the ability to do something different, just not doing it different. So that's where I'm at in my life is doing it different now. And it does run some people off. I think recently I ran some somebody good off, but they wanted to speed through a lot of my process. My process makes me comfortable. And if you're trying to speed through it and rush me through it, then you're not going to get, the good side of me you're going to get the rush side of me and then i'm going to second guess every single decision and i don't want to get where i'm second guessing every single decision 
you just got to find somebody that is going to put up with your process because it, I mean, it does go both ways. You know what I mean? If you, if, if you, if your wall is too high, some people are just gonna be like, well, fuck this. I can't climb, but you got to find somebody that's going to want to climb and, and get over it. And, and that doesn't necessarily mean they're a bad person. They're just not the one that you need. And there's nothing wrong with that. It, yeah. People can get hurt in the process, but, and yeah, like you said, doing the same thing over and over again. Um, I actually, uh, I was, so I cleaned up my garage the other day and I came across one of my old journals. I journaled for a very short time back in like 2018, 2019, 2019 was a very rough year for me. I went through a terrible split. Um, I was like basically starving myself. I have photos of me where I'm just emaciated. My bones are showing. I was, it was not a good time, not a good time in my life. Um, and I came across my journal from that time. And, uh, one of the things I wrote is, you know, they say the, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. And that was something that I'd written in my journal. And I told myself, I'm starting this journal so I can read every page and, and see that it's the same thing over and over again. And finally, maybe rewire my brain to say, hey, you got to make some changes. So I, I actually just came, I sitting on my coffee table right now, I read that. I was like, maybe I'll make this a TikTok because I felt like inspired by the old me because that's not me anymore. And I just, I was like, wow, is that growth? Did I grow? <laughs> like, I'm just, I'm so much, so much different than I was back then. And it's just, I don't know, just that self-realization, you know? Oh, I love that. I absolutely love it. I do shit like that to myself all the time. Um, yeah. I go back and I read my Facebook memories. Oh right? God. <laughs> every day, every morning with my coffee. Oh, yeah. All every day, every morning. And there's so many things that I'm sitting there and I'm just like, <laughs> son of a, let, let me ask you, it's kind of off topic. Do you ever catch on your Facebook memories that the same to the day, the same shit that you're going through, like that day happened to you, like a couple years ago. Same mood, same feeling, whatever. Yes, it's so fucking yeah. eerie. It's very eerie, <laughs> but it's also so cringy to look back at some of the things I used to post, like some of the statuses. I'm like, like nobody cares that you were eating a grilled cheese sandwich at 4:37 p.m. on May 5th, 2012. You know what I mean? Like it's, I don't know. It's, it's but it's entertaining, and that's why I do it every single morning. <laughs> I get to a point of mine to a year point and I stop. I don't go past like 15 uh, <laughs> because uh, I'm bad. I'm bad about song lyrics. I'm bad about, I'm bad about taking <laughs> song lyrics, copy and paste it and put them on there. And I can tell exactly what fucking mood I was in at the time from the song lyric I'm in. And I'm like, you stupid Son of oh a bitch. One, one, because I didn't write music or nothing back then or have any songwriting buddies or any musician buddies back then. It's like, well, first off, you could have picked a better goddamn song, Joshua. <laughs> <laughs> Two, the song you picked, you didn't even pick the best part of it, the best line of it. And three, right. you gave absolutely no context, no nothing to this. Like, right. why? Right. What? Mine were all emo songs. Mine were all the sad emo songs. I went through a punk phase, actually, in my 20s. If, if I showed you a picture, you'd be shocked. I had, like, the black hair. I had a lip ring. I had a tongue ring. I had gauged ears. I wore, like, the studded belts and armbands. I was super punk, so I was all about the emo lyrics for the longest time. And it's, just, hey, it's so funny to look back on. My The guy who's like my big brother, who lives in Nashville, uh, the songwriter, 
uh, Mr. Lee Tucker, shout out to him. By the way, he wrote, uh, folks, it ain't coming out anytime soon, but he probably wrote his best song ever today. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but him and some good people wrote probably his best song ever today. Um, oh, it's, it's fucking good. <laughs> uh, he's, he's big into emo stuff. So, like, we'll be sitting around. He'll be playing a guitar, and next thing you know, he'll start playing that emo shit. And yeah. it's like, how do you hear your his fat country ass who looks – very gingerly like i do and he's like what are you doing tuck and he's like oh these are the best songs they're yeah. they're, they're sad country songs just with a different beat to them you have to admit some of the lyrics and in, in oh they're great songs, they, they hit they hit hard and i've actually seen a lot of artists on tiktok uh, that are like emo screamo like current bands redoing country songs what song was it the other day i can't even remember but some guy redid like a country song and made it like a a punk emo version and i was like i fucking love this i would have yeah their lyrics their lyrics hit hard and i think that's why you know the 2012 us related to them so hard i would say don't tell anybody what i'm about to tell you but i forgot we're on the fucking podcast uh okay there is a band called i prevail have you ever heard of them yes uh they do a taylor swift song i hate taylor swift and they do a taylor swift song uh it's the one about um it's the no name song or whatever it is. Hold on. I got to look it up. Oh. I'm not a Taylor fan either. So I couldn't tell you. I've never really done uh, a fan. I prevail. There it is. I still got it. Oh, it's called Blank Space. This Taylor Swift. Oh, song. yeah. Yeah. But they do a Taylor Swift song and it's a punk rock song. It's a Taylor Swift song that turned into a punk rock song, an emo song. And let me tell you if I would not have known it's a Taylor Swift song, I could sit there and brock out and listen to that son of a bitch all <laughs> day. Like I am down for it. Like it's, yeah. it is, but there's not that much. The only art form as far as music goes, that is really different is rap. And I, I like, I like older rap. I'm not too big a fan of the, like the newer stuff, unless it's like a, a catchy, like good time song. Uh, yeah, and, and honestly, I like the female rap now better than like the male rap i don't understand any of the mumble shit uh right. if it's eminem now i'm fucking listening uh but oh, uh, besides that yeah, yeah besides that i've fucking probably not listening but like my favorite all-time like singer is aretha franklin and like aretha's music it's not that I swear to God, I got it on uh random in my studio for background noise. And when I said Eminem, it literally came on and I don't have Alexa or Google or, <laughs> or, or anything. So he, Eminem must be listening. Uh, but there's not that much different in those emo dudes. They would like their depression or where they write from is a point of depression. Anyway, that yeah. ain't, that ain't nothing different in writing a damn country song. I mean, there, there's nothing. It's, it's just a different it's beat. It's just a different beat. It's just as good. There's, yeah, it's just as damn good. I have no idea how yeah. we got on the emo. I don't know. I mean, the only difference is they're not talking about, you know, riding on a dirt back road in their truck, drinking bush light, and their wife ran over their dog, you know, but it all comes from the same place. Yeah. Expressed differently. <laughs> yeah. I, and not all of us drink bush light and, uh, <laughs> there i hate you know how bad i fucking hate the bush lot is popular now we have been i hate that anybody made that shit cool i hate bush lot 
I cannot stand. I do not know who was like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to raise the stock of Bush Light this year for the past several years. That is the trashiest okay. damn beer I've ever drank in my life. Well, unless you call it Bush Latte, which makes it. I hate all the bitches to do that, too. <laughs> I hate them all. You know, I was watching something today. I, uh, I'm a big, like, fan of, like, historian. It's like when it comes to comedians and, like, the history of a comedian. And, like, so my favorite all time is Richard Pryor. And I was watching something regarding Richard Pryor. And I've always been like, you know what? When I get older, a lot of the stuff that I do, a lot of the jokes I tell, as far as storytelling goes, I want to model myself after Richard Pryor. And as I was watching it, they started talking about George Carlin. And I don't know if you know who George Carlin is. He, I do. Uh, I do. I don't know who Richard Pryor is. I just know he was mentioned in a Kendrick Lamar song and he had an afro. That's all Rich, I know. Richard Pryor is the number one comedian of all time. If you, you, if you go back and watch any of his stand-ups from the 70s, the stuff that he said then is still, like, relevant to this day as far as race, as far as anything. He's a, he's a black man. And when you talk about he is just the best there ever was, he is – he knew how to tell a story, make it funny, but also make it hit home into where it made a statement. Like he, he comes from that. One of the things that I, I, as far as people that have social media platforms, like I consider, I consider if you got a thousand followers, if you can, if you got 500 followers, I think that's a platform. That's a platform to talk about things. Um, the reason why a lot of people don't like me is I, I say a lot of people don't like me. Some people don't want to do my shows. Some people that don't want to associate with me is, I think that everybody ought to be an advocate that has a platform. I don't care what it is. Like it could be rescuing dogs. I see you got a Frenchie shirt on. Like <laughs> it, it could be standing up for Frenchies. Like I, I work with veteran organizations. What I don't like is like folks that have a platform and then they don't, they don't use that platform for good. They use that platform for all about themselves. And when I was watching this documentary and everything today, the person I've always modeled myself after I wanted to, it was Richard Pryor. And then George Carlin came on there. George Carlin, who I've not watched a lot of his stuff, but I knew who he was and I've seen a little bit. He's a cynical asshole. And, he is. Yeah, and, and when he got to like a certain part of somebody talking about him, they started talking about how he wasn't mean. He didn't hate everybody. And as soon as they said that, I was like, oh, shit, I feel like somebody's talking to me. Uh, <laughs> and it was where they started saying he's just disappointed in the way that people treat others and the way that people don't use either their talents or their abilities or their influence for good. George Carlin died in 2008 or nine. I can't remember. And. I started thinking about, it and I was like, okay, this is the guy now I want to model myself after because that, that's right. And I just, I just really think with, with everything that I have no idea how the fuck we just got on this. I'm not even, I'm not even really drinking. And I just <laughs> literally just went off on a tantric, like down a, a road that I didn't see me going down pretty much. I guess what I was just trying to say is, uh, 
I don't fucking know. This is why I hate this shit sometimes. This is why I need somebody in the studio every once in a while that has like got a fucking billboard and says, like, Josh, this was, this was the topic. Like, this was the thing. <laughs> but also, I know that the listeners, they're like, hey, look, we're used to it by now. Like, this it, is it, a normal conversation. This is a normal yeah. conversation. Oh, I veer. I, I veer real, real bad. Uh, You're a squirrel. Okay. Oh, I am. I've got, I need Adderall. But I, if, if they gave me Adderall, you think I talk a lot now? I would not <laughs> shut the fuck up. But uh, so I'll, I'll veer back to the the first part of what I was just saying to uh, to kind of sum a little bit of that up is I think even what like you um, like some of the stuff you talk about with like your relationship stuff with your with your guy like you promote even though there's a distance between y'all there's a healthy way to do it. I think that I think that's an advocacy. I think that that helps a lot of people. That gives people hope. That gives people faith to you know to give that a give that a shot. There's not a lot of people that's on there on social media that is kind of pushing that type of stuff. And I don't know. I just I, I think that's why folks dig you. Like in an hour's time now, you know, we're almost coming up on an hour. Now that's made me like you a whole lot more than when we started. <laughs> well, thanks. That's that's actually that's one comment that we get the most is that we give people hope. We we hear that more often than anything else is you guys give us hope that you know we're going to find the person for us whether they're around the corner or six states away. Like that is the one thing that we hear more than anything else is that we give people hope and we love that. We thrive on it and we we love sharing our relationship with people on there. We love it. Of course it's you know, a 60 second video, 15 second video, you don't see the bad, not that there really is any bad, I'll be honest, it's been pretty awesome. Uh, but you know, you guys only see the good, but like, you know, when people come in our live streams, I'd be like, Hey, can you give us advice on a long distance? I'm currently in our long distance relationship. You know, what, what type of advice could you give to, to make it work or whatever? And Gray's right on it. He's right on it. He's all about it. He's like, well, first you want to do this. And, and I'm just like over here listening, like, yep. Yep. We're making it work. So it's, yeah, that's definitely, definitely something we hear quite often is that we give people hope. So. Does he, does he have a pretty, cause I, I don't know. Um, does he have a pretty decent social media following as well? Yeah. I think he's like 374, something like that. Has that caused, uh, has that caused like any, cause I don't know his content really. Does that like uh, ca cause any like friction or any problems or anything between y'all? Not really problems. Uh, so he's a law enforcement officer. So he posts a lot of cop related content. Uh, he tries to keep it real humorous. Usually it's like funny cop content. It, his big thing is he wants to humanize the badge. Um, I love that. So I love that. So that people don't just look at them as, you know, assholes or jerks that want to give you a ticket. Like they're people too. Um, and that's where he gained most of his following was with that. Of course he gets a lot of hate too, as you know, I'm sure you would expect, but um, you know, he does deal with, well, I, I guess I should say I deal with a lot of thirsty women in his comments. Um, <laughs> but, but he handles it well. He doesn't give them the time of day. Sometimes he'll find a real nasty comment, make a clap back. Like, have you seen my girlfriend? Like, don't do this type thing. And I'm just like, yeah, yes. You know, but it, I, other than that, no, there hasn't been any problems. Um, we have a lot of mutual friends on there and a lot of our regulars that hang out with us, like in our live streams and stuff. Um, but no, he's, it's never really once caused like an issue where I'm concerned that he's, you know, entertaining all these 
women coming at him and it's kind of, cause he's a good looking dude. Let's be real. <laughs> so he's going to get that. And I, I try, I told him the other day, I was like, you should be thankful that my following is 75% women. Because if you look th- like I do the occasional transition where I go from, you know, swamp creature to, you know, dolled up sexy, whatever. And 99.9% of my comments are all women. Like, yes, girl, I'm questioning if I'm straight, I might leave my husband for you. I don't have the dudes in my comments. Yeah. I don't. Like it lit, I got my first one the other day on a video of me playing my flute and he made some comment like, oh, you can play my flute anytime. So I go to his page and he's got a video of his wife and son. I'm like, yeah, okay. All right. And again, men are trash. So he doesn't have to deal with that. And I was like, just be thankful. He's like, I'm, he's like, he's like, I kind of wish I did. Cause then it would be more even. And I'm like, no, trust me. You don't want to deal with that. It fucking sucks. And I don't normally like, I don't respond to every one of them, but if someone get goes like way, like crosses the, like, here's the line and they're over here, I'm going to say something and everybody knows it. And he's like, bring your claws out, babe. I don't care. Well, I can tell him, you know? And I'm just like, yes, <laughs> I love that. I love that about him. That he's See, like, I don't care. Bring him that, out. <laughs> that, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, I, I'm kind of weird about that because this is because of my show is technically like my career and everything. I don't mind if somebody that I'm talking to, like I, we have to be like in a relationship. Like we have to like actually been seeing each other for a while. I wouldn't mind if somebody like, if someone really crossed the line, because I do get women that will like comment underneath the video or something. You don't ever get anybody that like says something ridiculous. Now like you don't ever get anybody that said something crazy. Um, but if they did, I would expect like a woman to say something about it, but do it like in a respectful way, you know, yeah. cause I don't like the drama shit of anything. I hate drama. I oh, hate, I hate, I hate any type of arguing or whatever. Um, but here's the fucked up thing about men in social media. Uh, what's cool about him, I guess he's a law enforcement officer first and he posts on social media second. Um, so like with me, everything I do is centered around social media and centered around my show. So, like, it's all kind of strategic and everything, what I post, like, aligning with the show, merchandise, whatever. Um, Even, like, music coming out from my friends that are artists or just a song or an artist that I like that I'm trying to get come on to the show. Like, Zach Bryan has a whole-ass album coming out tomorrow. We're steady in his DMs trying to get him on the show, like, stuff like that. So, like, stuff I post is to get attention on that. And what... I've tried to get women to understand before is you almost have to make women. If you're a man and you work in social media and that's your number one job, you have to make women want you. You have to expect like thirsty comments. If you don't, if you don't get them, you're really not succeeding in what you're supposed to be doing. So the woman that you're with has to be super secure like the thing that I always say is like, they have to be on the inside of the joke. They have to know that what you're posting is part of the game plan that it's not, it's not that you want this woman or you want these women or you necessarily want the attention or whatever It's part of the, the marketing of it. And you'd be surprised. I've gone, I've tried to, I've tried to date the women that have, the social media stuff. I've tried to date the women that didn't. Um, I've tried to talk to the ones that even had the OnlyFans, like the ones that I thought would like understand. And you just, it, it's crazy. It's, uh, I think I offend more people 
than anybody else. It's it's very yeah. weird, and I don't understand why I do, but I uh, I very much do. I don't <laughs> I don't fucking get it. <laughs> so yeah, I'm glad I'm glad y'all don't. I mean, it's there are times when I get bothered, you know, but it, not necessarily at him. I guess it's more at it. And it would be different if these like there are some women that may come across him on the for you page and they see an attractive man in uniform, which what woman doesn't love that, you know, and if they don't know who he is, they don't know who I am. And they leave a comment about how handsome he is or whatever. I don't get upset about that. Cause I'm like, look at him. Yeah. Yeah, he is. But it's the ones that like go to his page and know he has a woman. I'm in his goddamn profile picture. Like I'm not yeah. his sister, even though we look a lot alike, we hear all the time. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, we both have the gap in our teeth. I'm like, all right. Uh, but it's those ones that are just blatantly disrespectful or if I do respond to them, I, I do it. I, I'm a sarcastic asshole, but I do everything. I don't know if you've ever seen any of my clapbacks or whatever. I do everything sarcastically, but like classy. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I, yeah. I will, I will put you down. You will sit down, but I'm not being a jerk about it. I, you know what I mean? Uh, so I, I will respond to them in a way that lets them know like, Hey, hi. Hey, I'm here. I'm yeah. Okay. And then when they come back at me and they're still being disrespectful, that's when the clause will actually come out. And that's, that's when it, it begins to bother me. But I, I fully expect a compliment is one thing. If someone comes on and says, Hey, you're handsome or you're a good looking man or I'm, I'm not bothered by that because it's, it's a, it's a statement. It's a fact, but there are lines there. And some, some people, men and women just don't know you know, where that line is and they, they cross it. And that's when it becomes an issue, not necessarily between him and I, but like, I'll get pretty heated over it. So <laughs> it's a, it's a rocky road at times, but for the most part I've, I, that's the thing is that you had something you have to get used to. You have to, if, if I've never really dated someone that gets, you know, attention like he does. So it was definitely like a learning curve for me in the beginning. Cause I'm like, oh, I don't know if I like it, but then I've kind of, kind of gotten accustomed to it and he, he posts me all the, like he makes it very well known that he is with me. This man will just post a picture of me on Instagram with a big long caption about how lucky he is and shit. And I'm like, well, I've never had this before. <laughs> like he makes it very well known. So for someone that knows him, they will know he has a woman. Now, if somebody just scrolls across him on the for you page and is like, oh, you're hot without looking at him, it, it's understandable. Like I get it. It's still irritating, but I get it. You know what I mean? Oh, I 100% agree. I think you have to, like, in the world we live in, I think you have to show your person off. My thing with it is, is I have to take the time to get to know somebody for, like, a month or two, spend some time with first. Like, I'm not doing it after the first couple of weeks. Like, I'm right. not, I'm not, I'm not making, and it doesn't matter how, like, attached I am, how much I like somebody. I'm not putting the stuff out there. I don't know if you're like what I'm going to say, because I've not pissed people off. I'm completely opposite with so many people that I've met from social media about this. I don't post the shit that I post for the people that follow me. I post the shit that I want to post because it's what I want to post. If you like it, good. If you don't, whatever. That's how you stay true to who you are. The second you start posting stuff that you think the person that's following you wants you to post, that's when you're not genuine anymore. 
That's when you lose the reason they started following you in the first place. You're not unique anymore. You're just somebody else. And so I only post the stuff that like I want to post. So recently I was in a music video with uh, somebody that's been big on social media. Her name's Brianna. Um, yeah. like yeah. we did. All right, so me and Breedis was in a music video together and it was where we got married in the music video. And yeah, it's one of my best friends. My big brother is one of the writers on the song. Another South Georgia boy is a co-writer. Uh, Blue Foley and JC Anderson, the guy who's singing it, who's a, has an amazing story, who's one of our real close buddies, is the guy that is uh, performing it. And so we all put it together to be in the music video. And uh, anyway, there were so many people that thought we got married. So many people that actually thought we got married. And we, I had somebody who was like, you need to make a follow-up video because all these people think that you got married to this woman. And I was like, no. I'm not making a follow-up video because right. you've got a couple of dumbasses on social media who think I actually got married to this person. Right. Like, I, I, I'm not, I'm not doing it. Um, the reason I, I bring that up is just for the fact that how you were saying right then that like, you'll get some comments about, Hey, you're handsome or whatever. I think you have to overlook almost every one of the comments, unless it is completely like completely over the line because there's going to be, we do. We yeah. Do. Yeah. Because like, there's going to be, if it's an industry now, also, if it's an industry you want to be in, there's one thing, if this is just for fun, but if you're branding, if you're just, you know, trying to make some kind of lifestyle change to make money off of it, do you have to overlook it? Because most of those people that are saying that dumb shit, you're never going to meet. You're never going to come across. You might as well just ignore the shit out of them, especially if your significant other is means something to you. Then that person who's saying that comment means nothing to you. Um, right. But, like, I, I, I don't even look at the stuff that people say to me most of the time. Um, and I would, ex I would want the person that I was with just to ignore. Now, if somebody says, hey, I'm going to show up at your studio. And I'm fixing to put it on you. Now, if somebody <laughs> so, so, that if somebody says something like that, baby, get your claws out and take her eyes out, and you put it, you show her who's boss. Like yeah. you, you tell her who's boss. Or hey, I'm fixing. She's you see something that I post. Like it says that they're coming to an event I'm at, and you know that they have constantly said something. By all means, just remind them that you're with me. Right. And I, I'm not against showing a woman off. I think you have to be shown off. I think it is a necessity that you show a woman off to make her feel like she's wanted and to take away some of her insecurities and all that kind of stuff. But it takes time for somebody like me. It, I can't do it right off the bat because I don't want the rest of the world to take away from me what is just mine for right now. Because I bet even with y'all's relationship, as good as y'all are, I bet it kind of not really soured it. But when the rest of the world, when you started posting it on TikTok and people started putting their two cents in on it, I, it, I don't think it probably hurt it at all. But it was kind of like, well, now everybody else knows about it. It's not just ours anymore. Well, I, I don't know. I guess the amount of support 
versus the amount of people that don't support us is just astronomical. Yeah. Um, so having all the support, not that we need it, but it definitely feels good. Um, and I remember in the beginning, we did get quite a bit of hate because, you know, I had dated other people in the past and apparently you're not allowed to date more than one person as a grown ass woman in your life. <laughs> so, so I got all kinds of hate for that. Um, and I, he bought me a, a diamond ring for Christmas. Uh, it's not an engagement ring, but we got a bunch of hate for that because he bought me a piece of jewelry. Um, and you know, just shit like that. But that, that has definitely died off. Uh, quite a bit. I think people are seeing that like it's real now, you know, and the good completely outweighs the bad. So, uh, you know, in the grand scheme of things, we love our, we love our supporters. Um, and, and I don't, I don't know. I don't think it really takes away from it necessarily. I almost feel like it adds to it, you know, the good anyway. Well, see, that's what I'm worried about. That, that is, I won't, I have tried to date like one type of woman, not one type, but like cons not conservative, but like dressed a certain way uh, as far as like being, how the fuck do you put this? It's not conservative. What would be like a, is it moderate? Like uh, how would you say, I don't know the type of dress it is. I usually call like hot mom dress. Like, okay. I don't know what it is. So like, I've tried to step out of my comfort zone and I've tried to like talk to, to women that maybe seem like a little taboo to the rest of the world, but the women that have just completely broke my fat ass little heart with those that, you know, they didn't dress a certain way. And I judged, judged them on their appearance. I got to know them because I thought they were, I thought they were, they were safe. They were safe. So if safe don't work for me, let's just go fucking completely off the wall. Let's full just, send. let's full just, send. let's just full send it. And I have found out that the full send people are just people that are just like missed. Like, uh, they're not what everybody thinks they are. Like Never. they're not like they're cool as fuck. They're just like me. They're Absolutely. like, cause I'm wild. I am a very wild person. I like to have a good time. And, but I also have my morals. Uh, I'm a Christian. I'm just not a very good one. Most of the time. Um, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a lot of things. Like I stand for a lot of good things and I have been very shocked by certain people. I posted a picture with me and a girl in Nashville a couple weeks ago. And I had people that were like messaging me and they were like, we thought you wanted to be around a girl that, you know, dressed in sundresses and acted like she went to church and all this other type of stuff or whatever. And like, you got a girl on here that looks like she uh, does porn or whatever. And like, I'm the first one to tell somebody like, if this person makes me happy, fuck you. Like, this is none of your business. I don't care what the hell, right. like, I don't care what you think. Like, right. And I just, that's why I'm scared to post anything about a relationship until it's a little more solid um just for the simple fact that if that other person sees it and they have a good heart most of the time you know what they're gonna do they're gonna dip the fuck out and like i don't want any pressure on a new situation that's why i'm against in the beginning of talking to somebody or getting to know someone 
like posting. That's why I asked if there was anything that took away from y'all two when you first started posting stuff between y'all, because I think it's such a delicate situation when you've got people that keep up with you more than a normal situation. Like in the world that all of us live in, we're not, I don't think we're superstars. I don't think we're fucking even stars. I don't think we're nothing more than people that just have a little bit of a platform. I don't think we're really nothing special at all, to be honest with you, but I know people keep up with us more than they keep up with the average person. And, and, if they keep up with us and they're dropping their comments, well, not only do I see their comments, the other side has to see their comments. So why put more pressure on a situation that needs to be put on it? And I would just figure if people were invested in y'all too, I'm glad they didn't. I'm glad that nobody like put their two cents in and like aggravated the shit out of y'all. But I know with all the shit I talk on this show, like, I know that's why no woman is fixing to put up with my ass because <laughs> I, I know that it is going to take a special, special ass woman because the second that it is put on social media, like, cause it's going to have to be at my discretion too. Like, I don't mind dropping hints and stuff about it, but if you don't move at my pace and we do things, what I think is the right way, because I've done things the wrong way for so long. Yeah. It's going to, they're going to, you're going to catch hell. I think, I think, I hope I'm wrong. I hope it's like y'all too, but I think, I mean, like I said, there, there was a little bit of hell and it, we still get the occasional shitty comment here and there, but it's never, it's never been bad enough to where it's affected our relationship. Um, Like I said, the worst things we ever heard were, you know, that apparently I'm a hussy because I've dated more than one man in the last year Um, or, you know, shit like that. So, which whatever, so be it. So other than that, like, we just, we just kind of laugh it off. Like, because we know, we know what's real. I don't, I don't care if you have a negative opinion about it. You can, you can give us your opinion. That's fine. But either you're just going to get deleted and blocked or we're going to laugh at you. You know, and none of the negative comments have ever really caused any like turmoil between us as far as that goes. Um, It's just, it's a, like I said, it's a learning curve. It's something you have to learn how to manage and not let affect your actual relationship because we know it's not true. We know I'm not some, you know, flute that's just been sowing my oats around TikTok. I've, I've dated a couple dudes in the last year. It, and you know what, realistically as a man, if you've gone on, if you've dated here, but you don't post about it and don't share it with the world, you're a normal person, right? But because I posted about it and shared it with the world, oh, she wasn't she just dating somebody else? Yeah, I was. And guess what? It didn't work out, and that's fine. And now I'm dating somebody new. I just chose to share it with you. That doesn't make me a bad person. Just just because you've seen my my history, you know what I mean? Like it, it's not. It's it's exhausting at times. It really is. But uh, that thankfully has died down quite a bit because we've been together for like I said, almost eight months now. So I think people are finally over that and most of those people have been blocked by me anyway so. <laughs> <laughs> that that double standard when it comes to men and women is, shit, love it. is shit to me Gotta love it. i okay. i don't i would i don't care what y'all do um i think y'all have earned it i, I think especially you going through a divorce and your tender days 
and uh, and everything else, and probably the horrible dates and other stuff that you've been on. Like you ought to be able. I'm glad that you've got somebody now, but there's a lot of women out there that have have reached out to me because of the show because we do a lot of, like a lot of domestic violence stuff. We do a lot of women empowerment stuff, and I think I'm like almost the only guy that allows that kind of stuff on their podcast. A lot of others, yeah. like a lot of other guys, I'm not saying they knock women, but they kind of want to put them down a little bit about how they're the ones that's wrong and men are always right. I'll be the first one to tell you, my stupid ass is probably the one that's wrong 70% of the time. When If you sit there and you look at it, I probably can give most of the credit for who's right to the women I've dealt with. <laughs> uh, Y'all mature way faster than us, as I think it's proven. And um, it took me way longer to become an adult and just be able to realize, like, Okay, maybe I'm the fuck up. Uh, and I, <laughs> Good and for you. I, I get it now. I get it. Uh, <laughs> and that's probably why I'm obsessed with like women in their 40s now. So, cause, <laughs> like, because I don't want to deal with any bullshit from women in their 20s anymore. Uh, right. I'll just play it if anybody's listening in their 20s. Uh, I'm not dealing with you <laughs> bitches yet. Um, but, uh, no, like, I hate that that standard is there. And I really wish that it was just where y'all could just do what you wanted, have a good time, and nobody gave you shit for it. I see it all the time with the messages we get and everything. And there's women that want to come do the show that just want to tell their story about how men on social media have just ran them down and gave them hell because one relationship doesn't work out. And then they post something about, oh, I'm happy with this person. And then a month later, they post a picture with another guy. First off, I don't think you should necessarily post right away anyway about how infatuated you are with somebody unless there's like a real, real super connection. Uh, but definitely don't post the same paragraph again a month later. Um, right. You know, but. I don't think it's warranted. I don't, I don't think that women should catch that hell. And I think it's insecure men mostly are the ones that are the one that are sending the messages to these women. Oh, hundred percent. There's a, there's a couple really large creators on that app. They're women that I follow that just fucking destroy any man that puts down a woman. Like that's their entire platform is they will stitch these. And I've been known to stitch some, some awful men in the past too, and put them down. But these women, like that's their entire platform. And I, I live for it. I live for it because they'll, they'll be fat shaming women or it, that's most of it is they'll, they'll make fun of women for their weight. And these women will stitch them and just destroy them. And it's, it's the best thing ever. So <laughs> I live for that shit. <laughs> I wish, I wish that I could do stuff like that and talk shit about them. But I know that my account is banned within 30 seconds of making videos like that. Like I have to, I like doing the stuff that I do, just kind of keeping it PG now. Like I, I drop the words I want to drop on there, but now I've kind of figured it out. But I hate those men. I fucking despise. I used to be 330 pounds um, at the, the peak of my weight. And uh, I got cheated on and left. And uh, when I did, it was 
because she called me like I was fat and unattractive and everything. This was like seven years ago. And it helped change my entire life when it happened. Uh, it was a great day for me. And, um, and I see men that do that shit. And one, one, I want to make a video for the ladies every time I see like them putting them down. And I want to take a little bit of them and I'll be like, look, if this guy is talking about you, use that shit as fuel in your tank. Let it gas you the fuck up and yeah. let it motivate you for change because this is what happened to me. It helped me get healthier. It made me grow a beard. It made me start dressing better. It made me get confident. Like it, it gave me a reason to, I guess, better myself, even though I don't like that because I don't care. I don't care if you're a big girl. There's some sexy right. ass big girls in this world. Sexy doesn't have a size right. to me. Like I don't, right. there is some bad bitches that are 300 pounds. I, there is. And, and there is some women that are just, you know, horrible ass people that weigh a hundred. Like it's sexy to me is about a, is about a, it's about a whole package. It's not right. just your appearance. We both know people that are good looking people on the outside, but the second they open their mouth are just fucking horrible. Yeah, and, absolutely. And any of those folks that are on their fat shaming or doing anything like that, God, I just want to tear them a new asshole. And I love those women the same way you do. Well, and 99% of the time, those girls don't want you either, bro. <laughs> like, have, have a seat, sir. They don't want you either. So no. it just, yeah. I just, I, don't, I mean, I was, I was, I was 200 pounds uh, in my 20s. So I dealt with a lot of that. And that's where a lot of my, I have severe body dysmorphia to this day. Uh, I'm still insecure about how I look. No matter how many people tell me how beautiful I am or how great I look, I still will never. I'm working on it, but I'm still struggling to just be happy with myself. And it all stems from that because I got so much of that hate that you're seeing on TikTok right now in real life for the majority of my adult life. It was, it was awful. So I don't think people realize that the effect it can have on people, just a stupid offhand comment like that. It can stick with them forever. Absolutely the same. I literally, if I don't go, this is kind of letting my wall down a little bit with you. And so now I'm definitely uncomfortable, uh, but, we're, <laughs> but we're, we're about to end this. So this is probably, this is probably a good way. Uh, especially you got on body dysmorphia. I have it horrible. I have it. I have it really, really bad. Like I remember talking about it when I was working in country radio uh, years ago. And um, I, if I don't post a picture or something, every couple days and like get some type of validation with my weight loss or whatever. When I look in the mirror, I still feel like I'm over 300 pounds. I'm like 215, and like, like I, I, I have to, and like some of my buddies will be like, like, cause my, there's nobody that humbles you. Like you're down home people. And my buddies that I play golf with the folks that are like my genuine ass, not my Nashville friends, uh, the ones I'm really close with now, but the people that I grew up with, they talk the most shit to me. They don't care if I've got a number one show in, in the state of Georgia or whatever I've got. They still see me as the boy they went to school with. And I love them for it because I have to be humbled sometimes. Um, but I'll post like selfies or, or whatever. And it's not just because like I'm posting a selfie. Like, lately, I've been kind of in a funk 
And I don't know why, like the past week I have been. And uh, like I posted a couple extra things that I haven't posted lately. And uh, it's just literally like I needed a little bit of a pep. Like I needed, I needed a little bit of I get, I get so, it. something. And I don't know why. Like every once in a while, getting this funk, I always call it like my monthly. Like uh, I always say, like I, I go through the same thing y'all guys go through. Relate to and, that. Yeah, every once in a while. And like I, I'm just down on myself and it's my body dysmorphia. I know what it is. Even though I'm in the best shape, even health wise, not just my weight. Like I've been in a long time, I still, for some reason, just don't feel good about myself. And a little bit of validation from some pretty people, or some people I consider to be pretty, it makes you feel good. Puts a little bit more gas. There's not, and there, I feel like that is just human nature. Like what you do, what you're talking about, is completely normal for anyone. Like that's what social media is for. It's for attention. I don't care what anybody says. You're doing it for attention, whether it be, you know, attention about how good you look or, atten- or how good you are with words or whatever. You're doing it for attention. And I do the same thing because uh, I've been on this weight loss journey for a few months now. So I do the side by side pictures on Instagram every couple of weeks just to keep myself motivated and be like, Leah, look at yourself. Like I may feel like a beached whale, but then I look at my pictures and I'm like, all right. And I, it's almost to validate myself, too. You know, I yeah. get it. I really get it. Well, you look great, ma'am, and I'm so glad that you quit ignoring my DMs and finally did the show <laughs> because it was, a, it was a pleasure actually finally getting to this show with you, and uh, you are. I see why people absolutely love you um, after talking to you for a little bit. Hopefully, we didn't ramble on too long or I didn't talk too much trash for you. No, you're good. You're good. Uh, but anyway, drop your social media handles just in case there's some people on here that don't follow you. I'm sure they already do. But just in case they don't, let's make sure they find you and they go love you uh, same way everybody else does. Okay. Um, so it's the same on TikTok and Instagram. It's Leah for real six, um, L-E-A-H for real six. So you can find me under the same name on, on both of those platforms. Well, uh, when we get done with this, um, I'm going to tag you and everything and all that good stuff. But folks, y'all make sure y'all go follow her and uh, – just thank you for doing it. Finally, you were as advertised. I'm glad people tagged you in my stuff forever. And, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm glad I kept bothering you. Well, thank you for having me. And I, I'm sorry. I did again. I wasn't like purposely ignoring you. I just, I got asked to do a podcast again recently and I was like, Oh shit, Josh. <laughs> no, it's cool. Just forget one of the <laughs> biggest ones in the world. You know, it's fine. I'm sure the other ones you do are big too. Though. And just, this just goes to show you that you don't always know people, you know, I didn't know you had the biggest podcast in the world. If you would have told me that before we did this, I would have been even more nervous. No, no, no. Even- so, uh, I literally just to, you know, make you feel more like shit <clears throat> about ignoring me. Uh, <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. Uh, it's not the number one It's top 1% out of like 4 million that are in the world, but I'm the only person that has a podcast that actually has been commended uh, by their state. I just got, uh, a, if you go Google state uh, of Georgia, uh, fuck, I can't remember what it's called. I got the thing in front of me. The Senate just gave me something um, here yeah. in the state of Georgia as far as my years in broadcasting and all the stuff I do with mental health awareness for veterans um, and all this other stuff. Like, uh, you know, but the reason I bring people on like you is 
to help spread the message of even us just getting on body dysmorphia. Um, I pick and choose the people I have on my show. It's not because of your following. It's because I know that uh, to bring it back to where I was talking about having a platform earlier, I knew if me and you got on a roll and we started talking, it would lead to topics that needed to be talked about. I like people that have depth. I like people that have something to them. And it's obvious from the first second I met you to watching some of your content and hearing people talk about you, you were somebody that all you got to do is put a mic in front of you, you know, let me run my mouth, put a little whiskey in me. And uh, <laughs> we would get on some type of subject. Now there'll be somebody, whether they ever reach out to you or me, they're going to go look up body dysmorphia. They're going to go look up mental health awareness. That's how you bring about change in this world. That's how you help at least one person. So um, reason I reason I get commendations and I get – oh, thank you. It's, uh, it's Georgia Senate Resolution uh, 489. Uh, if you haven't looked at it, listeners, just type in Georgia Senate Resolution 489. Uh, I'm in the history books now in the state of Georgia. Um, oh. So, uh, yeah, so you just, uh, you know, you blew off somebody in the history books. No, <laughs> may, maybe maybe if I, you know, if I did the renegade dance on TikTok, you'd have paid me attention. That's <laughs> fired. Okay. All right. That's why nobody fuck. That's why nobody fucking likes me. But no, uh, you just keep <laughs> doing what you're doing. And hey, I'll tell you what. Whenever you and uh, your your boyfriend are together, how about uh, we plan it out? It might take another five years for you to pay me attention again. <laughs> but uh, I would love to do a show with y'all two together, and uh, have y'all kind of share your story together at the same time. Because I think that would be very appealing and also very sweet for y'all to go back and listen to. So if, uh, if y'all would like to make time, uh, I'll make it way shorter than this. Cause I'd hate to take away from y'all's relationship, but, uh, or we can even do it through zoom one night if y'all would like to, so where y'all can sit there and be lovey dovey and make me want to go jump off a goddamn roof. Oh, we would love that. The jumping cool. off a roof thing. Yeah. See, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Well, thank y'all for listening to Josh Terry podcast. I'm going to go jump off that roof now and, uh, <laughs> hopefully I'll catch y'all later. <laughs> See you. <laughs>